Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. And, and today, as we continue this Unsung Hero series, which I love, man, like, like there are so many people out there who have these incredible good news stories and are definitely unsung heroes. What's really interesting to me is that almost every time we have one of these conversations, the unsung hero who we're highlighting points to other people in their life who are also unsung heroes, who have been unsung heroes to them, who have been a part of their life and their story. This is a very special man. This is Dave Wellings. And uh, thanks to Roberta Canning, who uh, it was her connection that got Dave to us. This is a, this is a story that's gonna leave you with your just your jaw dropped. This is incredible. It's hard to believe that this single man has adopted seven young men from Uganda, Africa. Just an incredible story. But if you would just be aware of the other people in Dave's life that have been a part of his journey because we all have people like that and it's a great time to give them thanks and honor them and be aware of, of other people's uh, work in our life that make us who we are today. Friends, get ready, fast your seatbelts. This is a good one. Let's dive in. Uh, hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast, and uh, we are really, really excited about this summer series on unsung heroes, and as you probably recognize, most people don't consider themselves an unsung hero, that's why we feel it's part of our job to share the good news of these incredible stories and say, these are unsung heroes. This very much, I can't wait for you to hear Dave's story, this is Dave Wellings. And uh, Dave really appreciated, as I said in the introduction, um, man, like like your story is one of the most profound and amazing that that I have ever heard and maybe that's a good place for us to start like how mm. in the world did you go from you know a single guy to having these seven beautiful boys as part of your as part of your life as part of your family yeah yeah, yeah. I'm honestly i'm still trying to I figure bet. that out. i bet yeah <laughs> yeah i well just a little bit about me you know i was uh i was raised by a teenage i was given birth uh from a teenage mother and and father who was just early 20s and I was a second child, and we grew up in a very poor area, uh, what you would call a slum, mm. in mm -hmm. uh, Perry Sound, the harbor. And uh, we had a really rough and mm. terrible life. Mm. And uh, one of the things I can tell you for sure is that through all that roughness, as a little kid, I was inspired for one thing, and that mm. was finding who Jesus was about, who okay. God was about. Mm. And... Uh, when my father and mother split, uh, and even when I was younger, my father insisted because he was an atheist that, you know, everything we do, we have to do on our own. Mm. No one could assist us and no one could mm. help us. If it was meant to be, then we would make it happen. Mm. So I used to walk several kilometers to find a church on a Sunday morning mm. that I could go and discover what was going on in mm. there. Cause People told me it was the house where wow. of God. Wow. Right? How old would you be at, at this uh, point? About seven. Incredible. Seven years old. So you, you, it was almost like you, God had given you a spiritual yeah. curiosity and interest from a yeah. very early age. It from a like. very early interesting. age. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's interesting. Life becomes full circle because the church that I'm back at in Perry Sound, uh, the Bayside Family Church, used to be the Pentecostal church when I was a child, and that was the church where the pastor at that time was the first person to run a bus program. Mm. And he went out into our area, and he took his bus, and he just said hello to the kids and says, if anybody wants to go to Sunday school, the bus will be here 
at this time on Sunday mornings, just come get on the bus. And so I said to the man, okay, but I can't tell my dad. Mm. I said, but I'll come. And I went to that church and I went to Sunday school there for a while. And then I got a little freaked out by, you know, the tongues part as a little child didn't understand that. And it was like, okay. So I just went on a quest and I went to the Presbyterian church, the United church, didn't go to the Catholic church because that was uh, just not, I was on the other side. Yeah. And uh, eventually I settled back at the Pentecostal church for a little bit. And uh, then as the situation became worse in the family and my uh, parents split um, after a lot of troubled times, um, I felt like I didn't know you know, God, how can you let this happen? Mm. Right? Why are you making this happen mm. to me? And after my parents split, I started to experience our family, like had very few places of safe shelter. And uh, there was one particular aunt, it was my father's aunt, and uh, my Aunt Muriel. And uh, she just was this huge safe place for us mm. in Aurelia and Lake Kuchichang. Mm. And she chose us, my mom and my brothers and I to offer a safe place to, and uh, we used to go there and we could just be kids. Mm. Mm. Other than that, we couldn't be kids anywhere. Yeah. And then God took her as the first death. Mm. Mm. So I was 14 years old when, mm. 12 years old when she died. Wow. Wow. And I was then it was like a never experienced death. Yeah. And yeah. God took her from me. Yeah. And, you uh, know, and, and just thinking about this role that, that your aunt Miro played in, in your life. And we're talking about unsung heroes mm. and, you know, everybody's story that we're sharing. What I find is there's all these other people who've been a part of their life that has enabled them to be who they are to mm. be. So I just want to acknowledge your, your aunt Miro and the role that oh, she played in your life, you. Dave. And that's part of what led you to be able to do what you've done. And, and just because yeah. all of us, as we listen your, to your story, maybe for us all to be thinking about those aunt Muriels yeah. that we all have had in our life and, if they're still alive, uh, yeah. call them up, send them a note, give them thanks. Oh, absolutely. And if not, just say a prayer of thanks for them. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huge influence, obviously, in your yeah. life, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a chance this winter, actually, while I was in Africa, to her eldest daughter was on hard times. Okay. And I gave them my place mm. to seek safe shelter. Nice. Wow. Bit of full circle, full circle. happening. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So this winter... Um, and then as I went along in high school, I was doing drugs. I was drinking. I was doing, because the harbor, you did everything, right? Mm. We used to, our entertainment was to go sit at the church steps, the old abandoned church steps that were right across from the hotel mm. where they played music. And it was the only place that they, and it was in the okay. harbor area, right? Yeah. Um, so I was a bit of a rebel, went into high school. I met some really key friends in grade nine, and uh, but I still was just doing average. Mm. And then uh, one, there was a four of us, and uh, one teacher in grade eleven, another unsung hero, mm. said to me, he said, he said, David, come to visit me after class, after school ends, come to my. And he said to me, his name was Mr. Larson, and he said, you know, you're much more than, and much more capable than what you're showing. Mm. I want to work with you and help you. Mm. So he was. Cool. person as a teacher who came wow. and took me really really invested in you really invested like, in hey, me. Yeah. and um through him i got my confidence 
and with my grandfather, who became my de facto father for me, um, who stood by me through everything and cheered me on mm. and everything. Uh, through him, I, uh, I uh, did really well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I started to do really well academically. Wow. And started to believe that there was a different future for me possible. Wow, which is amazing, right? Because this up to this point in your life, you haven't really seen much of future for yourself. It no, like, no. Yeah. I thought yeah. it'd be maybe a drunk, a druggie, or yeah. a thief, yeah. or okay. something else like wow. that. Oh, and uh, then my very best friend, uh, uh, his dad was the very first paramedic for the North and uh, Northern Ontario, and uh, his name was Randall Kane. And I used to go out on out-tripping with him, and we were all in the high school involved, and there was another teacher that came into our lives then, Mr. Poole, who was a physics teacher and a great outdoorsman. We went out with that, and in my grade 12 year, I had just been with my best friend and his father raising money to buy the first Jaws of Life, running a fireman's dunk yep. tank, Wow. His son and I, my best friend, were uh, operating that. And my grandparents came up to the fair that night. And they said, son, do you need a ride home? And I said, well, Mr. Kanan and Randall will be bringing me home. And, uh, and uh, they said, no, he doesn't need to do that. Mr. Kane doesn't need to drive into town and bring you. I said, we'll wait here, your grandmother and I will wait. So they brought me. And... Uh, I went to work in the morning shift at my summer job that I was doing, and the first call I got in the morning was that both Randall and his father were killed. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, trying to rescue somebody mm. that wasn't really dying, mm. but put an emergency call in. Mm. And then I was really angry with God, mm. really. Mm -hmm. As mm -hmm. a kid, I was mm -hmm. like, what are you making me suffer mm -hmm. like this for? Everything mm -hmm. I love, everything I have is going away from mm -hmm. me. And uh, so I wasn't real close to God then mm. at the beginning of that. But after I got through that period, the first period, that's when I came to Jesus. Mm. And uh, through the, the church that I was with, the Fellowship Baptist Church mm. that surrounded me okay. and tried to help me. And uh, when I did that, my whole life changed. How did that How did that? change the direction the impact the, it, the your life yeah academics all of a sudden took off mm. not in everything at the beginning but by the end of my grade 12 i became the top student for the mm. entire school a kid from the harbor who's not supposed to amount to anything who in grade eight the teacher had said in the academic assessment like this kid's at grade three mm. and in the seven month you can't put them in advance. And I said, I'm going in advance. Mm. I'll figure it out. Wow. Right. And uh, so I won all the awards for grade 12, got involved in polit student politics and was a treasurer of the school. And then in grade 13, I won all the academic achievement awards as well. The top student became the valedictorian. Animal. So God gave me a platform, gave me the confidence, gave me the tools, and I was able to go and learn engineering. Mm. McMaster University, yeah. first one wow. ever. And my mom didn't have any money to pay. Mm. So I had to earn scholarships. God made the way yeah. wow. for me to do that. So like that's where it all started. And I went into the defense industry when I first graduated from McMaster. And uh, I did a combined engineering and 
management degree. And I didn't pay much attention to the management side. Okay. I was all about math, 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 math. Yeah. Mr. Larson had instilled in me this incredible desire for math. Math was a language of God to me because okay. it's everywhere. It's magical. Sure. It's everywhere, right? And uh, so with, uh, with that, I went in the defense industry and I started doing work down in the United States and I didn't like what I was enabling. I was enabling the U.S. to have a capability for unmanned warfare, and I didn't mm. realize it until some events happened. And I said, no, I'm not doing this. So I entered the computer technology industry. Wow. And that just took off. took off. I started all down at the bottom again, and it took off. So I learned to succeed. I learned to understand mm. needs. I, I went, started, ended up being to travel. Yeah. I got introduced to Apple at the time. I knew all the founders of all these companies. So Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, I got to meet them along the journey, long wow, before wow. they were famous. John Warnock, Chuck Gusky, the guys that invented printing, yeah. you know, on a digital yeah. printer. Adobe, they're the founders of Adobe. Wow. Yeah. And Paul Brainerd founded PageMaker, yeah. which is still now Adobe, sold to. So all these guys, the guys that created the software for freehand. Everybody got introduced me to along my journey, mm. but I thought it was me. Mm. But in my life now, I realize, no, I thought I was in control, mm. but I know God was always in control. Mm. And I was going along a journey that I thought sure. was my own making, but yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So I, I had a dream when I was that little boy because of the brokenness that one day God, and I had a prayer that I would always pray, God, please one day give me a chance to have a son. Mm. And he never answered my mm. prayer. Mm. And here I am, I'm in my 20s, every girl that I met, nothing worked out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a single guy in the tech industry. Mm. I'm super successful. I got no time for anything else. Mm -hmm. Yet as my career took off and our families grew, like my immediate family uh, grew, um, there was more brokenness mm. and that brokenness made its way to me. So I helped to raise my, uh, godsons, um, whose father had decided not to be much engaged in their life. And then one of them, Jonathan, uh, moved right into my home at 11 years old and just wow. didn't go back home mm. until he was, he didn't go out on his own until he was 25. Mm. Wow. Right? Wow. So got to raise him and go through all the trials and tribulations of raising yeah, yeah. a kid through that puberty period yeah. and all mm -hmm. of that stuff. But that through that period, it introduced me to Boys to Men, that okay. charity and, I talked and to that's, you about. That's where the organization got you to Africa, yeah, where this all yeah, ended up happening here. Yeah, yeah. so amazing. that led me to Africa to do a project as an engineer and businessman to go and assess the situation for these 1,200 orphans that came as an inquiry after... Uh, after, uh, you know, being responsible for the Facebook, yeah, right, as the board at uh, Boys to Men had put it. And so uh, we had worked with at-risk youth too. So everything yeah. there was at-risk youth, male youth. Yeah, really amazing where all these pieces of your life led to this this incredible experience of, of, yeah. of having these seven boys from Uganda become part of your family. Yeah, yeah. and I had no yeah. idea that they're yeah. all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I was telling you, when I came back from the one trip in 2007, we started yeah. Omacan yeah. in 2013 to, to 
to build a school mm-hmm. and to work with at-risk youth there from yeah. the Niendo slum and uh, to help them transform their life through faith education and yeah. technology. And I was just the guy to go set it up, raise the mm-hmm. funds, all of that's all I was supposed to do. And then I'd be off and I'd be done. And the or the uh, these other missionaries would take over and but I'm I'm the one that's been back there. And wow. in 2017, instead of uh, staying in a hotel for two weeks, the same cost I could rent a house for and furnish it, have staff for a year. So I decided to do that and then give four boys from the streets who had been successes and could potentially one mm-hmm. day come to Canada, mm-hmm. move in and learn English because none of them could speak English. Three words, cell phone. Incredible. They could all say the word thank you. Okay. That was almost that the was first it. word they all learned was thank wow. you. Cell phone. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine, uh, Dave, what it was like for for these four boys, and it would grow to seven over time, but yeah. these initial four boys to come and, and live with you um, and and like this, the development of that relation, those relationships. What what was yeah? What was that like? Because there's yeah, I just can't imagine. Like, like that's yeah, scary. That's that's hard work. Yeah, that's like yeah. What was that? What was that like? Well, for me, it was uh, I was totally oblivious to what was going on. I was there as a teacher. Okay, and I was going to socialize them and teach ah. them English and. They teach them okay. proper manners so that when they came to the yeah. West to visit, that they okay. would know how to behave. Kind of like a job. You had a job. To yeah, do. yeah, I had yeah. a job too. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Little did I know. Wow. <laughs> no, I was being worked on, right? And then but were... the kids knew. Oh, really? They, okay. Yeah. The kids, uh, those four, those four boys, uh, you know, I didn't choose them. God chose them. Yeah. Yeah. They came to, I had nothing to do yeah. with the selection. Yeah. When when along the way, uh, do you remember any moments along the way where it sounds like maybe your heart got more engaged as far as oh. just recognizing there's something called love here. There's a relationship that's being built in addition to the practicalities of teaching English, teaching how to behave and grow yeah. and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went yeah. for three months. I went from December, January, and February, December 2017. I went back after launching the school in June of 2017. They moved into the house. And they just, they started call. they were calling me uncle all the time. Okay. And then, you know, you give boys structure and you give them an opportunity, you give them a safe place and a garden of love to grow up. Mm. And they had food, they had nourishment, they had all, mm-hmm. and then they started calling me daddy. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 because mm. two of them were aging out, and I, knew, I said, I will be your forever dad. Wow. I just, it was like, I had no idea that God had just granted my wish. Yeah. Like, I've only figured that out. Like, in the- Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking back to your original prayer as a, a yeah. as a very young person, which is interesting. Like, yeah. like, but I guess it makes sense out of the context out of which you, you, you know, you were living a, a broken home and desiring something that you probably saw in other people's homes and some of your friends. So as you as you as you look back and think back, like yeah, what what's what's your what's your feelings now of 
of how that prayer has been fulfilled and and then some. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, just yesterday I was listening to a podcast and uh, the pastor was talking about the story of Zacharias. Mm. Mm. And I was like, and he said, if this message is for someone, I don't know who it is, but someone out there listening, someone in the church will hear this message. Mm. And uh, he said... You know, Zacharias prayed for 70 years to have a child. Wow. Yep. And he was, his wife was barren. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was barren. He was a priest mm-hmm. and he served incense and mm-hmm. he was called in and an angel met him. Angel Gabriel and said, you will have a son. You will name him John. Mm-hmm. And Zacharias was what? No, my wife is barren. I'm 90 mm-hmm. years old. That's yeah. not possible. Right? It's like, no, how is this? And he said, I am the angel of the Lord, and mm. I've been sent to give you word. Mm. And because you did not believe God, you will be mm. not able to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Pastor said, you know, prayers that you've long forgot or you don't remember, God has never forgot. Mm. And that just hit me. That's exactly it. It's exactly God. God heard me uh-huh. all that time. God was leading me along a path, but I'm too stubborn, too, it's yeah. too control uh-huh. freak, too like, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I'm going to get yeah. this. I'll teach them English. I'll get them ready and all that. To just totally yeah. mess. Yeah. Yeah. The threads. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Eh? I mean, uh, wow. That's probably, yeah. All we the can 50 do is say, years. Wow. I was 56 yeah. Yeah. when these boys came in. Yeah. Incredible. And I'm like, I can't be your, like, how can I be your dad? I'm too old. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're our dad. And I was like, God, I, I, that, I can remember that Christmas. I was on my knees. I said, God, I said, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Right. And uh, I just had a piece about me, but I was really uncertain. Mm. And uh, I said, ask for one. You gave me four. (laughs) Right. And I said, okay, that's enough, right? And then as <laughs> as uh, God does, I think, I believe God has a sense of humor sure, sometimes. Sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, by, uh, by February, I had a fifth, Wongi Daniel. And uh, he came because um, there had been events at the school that um, led him to be forced back out onto the street and he Mm. wasn't going to be accepted into the shelter and the kids called me and begged me to allow him in and in uganda you can't have the laws you can't have anybody that's not a blood relative under the age of 18 under your roof like staying overnight right without permission from the courts or from Mm. from the probation service right and we had just got the permission for those for four boys but not for any additional and i just had a relationship set and i was back in canada mm. and didn't matter and he came and even when i said no he still came anyways because the boys made him come and he became my fifth son wow and then uh one of the sponsors that of a boy in the school the boy wanted to go into welding and uh, he had left the school and the sponsor he reached out to me, wanted to really go into welding, and uh, 
I reached out to the sponsor. Do you want to be able to help this boy with this? And he said, yes. I said, but you got to get him off the street again. And I said, okay, well, he can come in. So I brought him in. He became the sixth. Incredible. And I'm like, God, come on. <laughs> I said, this is like, I'm 56. Yeah. Right. Now just turning 57. And then he wasn't done. There was another boy, uh, Henry, Naguyo Henry, who was just an infectious character. Like he's, he's, he's so charming. So, uh, like he's mischievous, uh, so full of love and everything else. And he had been turned back to the streets. But when I went to visit, I kept mm. going by the slum to the main area and I'd ask the other street kids, well, where's Henry? Is Henry okay? And they said, oh, yeah, Uncle Leas, do you want to see him? And they would go into the slum and they would right, run around and find him while I was sitting at the main stage area of mm. the slum. And uh, he'd come and i roll down the window and I said, how are you, Henry? He goes, oh, Uncle, I'm fine. That's what I'm hungry. Mm. I said, okay, here's some shillings to get a chapati. And he said, oh, thank you. Mm. And that just kept going. And then I just saw that he was getting deteriorating. Mm. His spirit, he was losing his spirit. I went back to his original sponsors and I said, Samard family out of Quebec. And I said, are you willing? I said, because I can't handle the financial of this. The mm. charity's not big enough yet to find. Can you still support mm. this boy and we'll bring him in? And they said, yes, absolutely. Mm. So I drove back there and uh, I got found him, got him to the car, rolled down my window. I said, son, are you ready to change your life? Mm. Are you willing to do whatever? And he said, yeah. This boy was living under a chapati stand wow. in the middle of the slum with the malaria-infested uh, creek running yeah. through it, um, sleeping there as a place to sleep uh, because the vendor said he could look after his equipment through the night so nobody would steal it. And uh, I said, go get your stuff. He went to get his stuff, and he came with a little propylene black propylene bag with mm. all his worldly possessions wow. he didn't ask me what i was doing with him he just wow. got in the car and i said you got everything he goes yep and then he pulled out this pair of shoes out of the bag and he says uncle you see these and i said yeah he said you gave me these last christmas for christmas i said yeah and he said do you remember what you told me and i said no Did you told me if i kept good care of those shoes that when you next saw me, that you would get me a new pair. Hmm. I took good care of them. All. Oh, wow. So he held them up, and it was just like, we got him back to Omakan House. Get in there. He was just filthy. He was hmm. in terrible shape. And uh, I didn't think I was getting another one, but he hmm. became another son. Wow, wow. And uh, I can't tell you how blessed my life has been. Hmm with them i've been through the highs and the lows yeah, yeah. And, and just as you as you share the story dave there's clearly a sense of god's working in your life and a deep faithfulness that, mm. that you that you have how has that been part of this journey for you uh that, that your your walk with god um god's presence and power working in and through you how, how has that been instrumental or part of all of this that's that's happened here and and yeah. and continues to be yeah, yeah. so completely honest with you and transparent with you when i first went over it was like i'm going with these missionary people yeah right these people of god 
right? I'm just going over with them. Mom, you're okay with that? Mom was attending the United Church in Perry Sound. Okay. She's She was very faithful and everything else, and everybody else was, but I was, like, disappointed okay. in faith, mm-hmm. right? It hadn't, it mm-hmm. hadn't, like, I didn't connect anything, sure. right? Yeah. And it hadn't, I was giving up that I would have dreams that, you know, for the family. And mm-hmm. my mom used to always, buy, when are you bringing me a grandchild? I said, Mom, mm-hmm. I can't want it more than you do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but through this journey, um, you know, every single day I've become mm-hmm. closer to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do anything without him. Mm-hmm. I, he takes a mess and makes a miracle. Mm-hmm. And he's done that in my life over and over again on this 10-year yeah. journey. Every time we're just running out of money, which is often, yeah. something happens. We find land after three years for our family land that we wanted to do after three years and just after three years, and I can't afford the land. And we've been looking at every land piece that we had was surrounded by enemy. Wow. We finally find it. And it's unaccessible. The morning after we find it. I'm in Uganda. This is December last. I get a call. Dave, I need to tell you something. I said, what? I said, well, I have some news for you. I said, oh, do I ever have news for you? Because you know how I've been looking for land and everything? We finally found it. And I'm telling the story. I said, but it's just... Just uh, it's out of reach, you know. Which God's brought it mm. to me when it's not available. Mm. Like I can't do it right now. I got to figure out how to financially do that. He said to me on the phone, "Wow, did you know what I'm calling you for?" I said no. She said, "Somebody who just died left you in their will," and they said. To the guy who has spent his life mm. helping others, I want to help him. Mm. Mm. It was just enough money mm. to buy the land. Wow. You tell me that's not wow. God. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So that was in December. Yeah. Mm. That was in December. Mm. So we went out and we bought the land. Yeah. So we have the land for the family there. Now we need to do the rest of the land for the rest of it. So really? now it started as temporary as God has okay. made permanent. Oh, wow. And, uh, and is that, where is that? Where's the land? Uh, in Masaka, okay. Uganda. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. In Masaka, Uganda. And it overlooks this beautiful part. And it's, uh, it's, it's in a village that's right across from a, a religious community. Mm. And so we're surrounded in that land by faith. Cool. Everywhere else, when I said it's surrounded by the enemy in yeah. Uganda, it's witch doctors. Mm. There's witch doctors all around and altars and stuff that they do. It's just terrible. Um, but every beautiful piece of land we saw, and that was, I think, now it's God's way of saying that wasn't where you're supposed to be. Mm. Even though our hearts were there, we wanted to be there, but no, mm. that's not where you're supposed to be. Incredible. And I have story after story. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell oh, you. And uh, wow. Well, but these boys, like the, like I said to you just yesterday, the thing with my oldest son, mm. Apple on my iPhone pops up the memory, and uh, I would love, 
I'll show it to you after, but I'd love to show you the photo. Mm. And it's, uh, it's my first full day with this boy, this street boy called Kabunga Ronald. And he became identifiable. I met him in June of 2017 on the trip that I took another boy from Canada over there who thought his life was so tough here in Montreal. Mm. I said, oh, you bring, you come with me. I'll pay for you to come with me. You'll see children that worship the life that you have that you mm. think is so terrible, mm. right? So he had been an at-risk youth and sure. was struggling yeah. to find his way, and he wow. came over and helped me. Yeah. yeah. But this boy happened to be at the street uh, kids' hostel on the ground playing hooky from work, and his distinguishing mark was that he had a red and white hat on. And I'm Mr. Canada. And I look for my, even Omakan House is red and white over there. So the Ugandans wow. all go by, wow. they see red and white. So I didn't even realize that at the time, but mm. he stood out to me and I said to the leader of the thing, I said, is he doing anything? Because he can come to the school and help us out with work. And that boy later on would become my eldest son. Mm. And the day... Just yesterday, I discovered when I went back because of the Apple memory that came, the day that I met him for the first time was Father's oh Day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Father's Day 2017. Oh, Dave, that's, that's, that's incredible. Dave, I, I just, I just want to say you know, thank you. And, and I, I feel like maybe praying right now would be would be the best way to end here just right. to give thanks for and I, thanks to god absolutely because god has led you but you we 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 participate you know mm. in what god is and we partner with god absolutely and just just really hear loud and clear and i hope everyone else hears this too i'm sure people have um something happens when we when we have the courage by the power of the holy spirit to say yes. yes. And, and sometimes we don't know where it's going to go. Like I can just, there's so many moments along your life here and, and they're yes. still happening, right? Oh, like I can yeah. tell, like there's, a, there's a freedom that I feel from you <laughs> yes. that really is my life is in God's hands and I'm going to just say yes as I'm and led to and trust and yes. live into that and provision will come and um, you know, everything will fall into place even though it may not be easy. It can still be challenging. But just anyway, so... I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking a long route of saying thank you to you mm. for your faithfulness, for saying yes, and for being a God of a part of God's miraculous activity. I, I love your line that God takes a mess and can turn it into a miracle. Incredible. So let's let's take that into prayer and give thanks okay. for you and for this and thank for you. the future. Oh God, thank you, thank you. We thank you for your incredible uh, work in in Dave's life and. It started from the day he was born, and it was a very difficult upbringing. But you work through that. You you can, as Dave named so well, you can take the chaos and messiness of our life, and you can do miraculous things. And we've we've seen that here. In fact, it's still happening. So give Dave and his his team, um, the the Omacan organization, give them all uh, everything they need: courage, resourcing resiliency, creativity, and uh, just pray that you would continue to, to work through them um, to, to be a blessing. And we thank you for this new, beautiful family that you have blessed Dave with, for these seven young men, that you would continue to grow and be at the center of their life, and that they would have 
an incredible future. We we don't know where this will all lead, but we we know it's going to be a beautiful a beautiful thing, going to continue to be a beautiful thing. And so we thank you and just entrust it all to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Dave, thanks again. Thank you. So, so much for being a part of the Good News Podcast oh, today. I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah, me too. Me I can, too. Uh, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, my prayer when I got back in March from Uganda mm. was to God to help me get the message out about right Omacan. Right on. Because doing all the other stuff and then yeah. all of a sudden, this, your invitation mm. came through... A series of coincident events that's, that's that were awesome. meant well, to and, be. and thanks to Roberta so, Canning, as, yeah. as I named earlier, yeah. like, for that. that's incredible. And God yeah. works through all of us. And, yeah, he and, sure does. Uh, so, friends, uh, yeah, please check out omacan.com. Um, offer whatever prayer and support you are led to and can. And uh, thanks again, Dave, so much for being a part of the Good News Podcast Thank you today, very friends. Much. Thanks to you for always uh, being open to seeing God at work and being a part of the Good News Podcast family. God bless you and be with you. Hope to see you again real soon. Man, I got a sense that Dave could have gone on with so many more stories. Like there is just an endless amount of incredible stories, incredible work of God in his life. He's just so aware of that. It was it was really exciting, energizing to, to be with him. The, 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 the faithfulness from this quiet but courageous man. Uh, just so blessed to be with him. I hope you, I hope you, you feel the same. I love the the line that he used. I mentioned that at the end that God can take our messiness uh, and and turn it into miracles. And and you know it's so true, isn't it? You, you see people overcoming addiction. Um, you see people like like say Dave, where there was just a very very rough upbringing, and and God has worked in his life to bring him to where he is today, where he is. He is a, 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 a professional, where he's a leader, where he's making a difference, where, where he is doing incredible things to bless others, and where that little prayer from a long time ago to be able to have a family has been answered and then some. So may God take whatever messiness you're experiencing in your life and work that over time into some kind of miracle. That's my prayer and, and hope for you. Don't want to miss the piece that, that Dave has played a part in this. Uh, God works through us and in us, and Dave's ability to say yes, uh, man, that's that's really been a part of his whole journey that's led to this. So that's, that's cool. So that's also my prayer for you, friends, for me, for us, that we would be enabled to say yes and trust that that will lead to something perhaps even greater than what that yes is. Uh, that's, uh, that's the way life works. That's the way God works. And uh, we're so blessed to share it together. So glad that you could be a part of the Good News Podcast family. Uh, thanks for listening in today, for watching. And uh, may God bless you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtham. If you subscribe, uh, that would be a great way to make sure you know every time a new episode is released. We generally release every Sunday, so you can always look on uh, on a Sunday or a Monday or a Tuesday and so on, but love to have you listening regularly, enjoying um, being inspired and experiencing the good news of God through this incredible, incredible uh, platform and ministry. God bless you. Thanks again so much, friends.